Welcome back to Cinema Cult. This week was Matt's pick. Matt, what did you pick? I picked the 1989 buddy cop film Tango and Cash, starring Kurt Russell, Sylvester Stallone, Terry Hatcher, and Terry Hatcher, a young Jack, Terry Hatcher, Jack Palance, Jack Palance, um, James Hong, who Clint, Clint I just I totally didn't realize that James Hong's in this movie. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I was Wait, like, who's this? this? Lopan. David Lopan. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I guess they're both in this movie together. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Clint, yeah, Clint they don't have any scenes together, though. I don't think. Uh, not until the end, where uh, James Hong shows up in the limousine, or it's in the beginning. He shows up in the limousine, and the end, he gets shot. I've already forgotten. Yeah, I just watched this. Last I think everyone else. Twelve did. hours I think, ago, I think <laughs> Sylvester Stallone forgot about him when he wrote the script. Now there is a lot of history behind this movie, and we'll break it down as we go into it. Um, you guys have never seen this, right? I, I've seen this once. Saw it once when I was a kid. I've heard about this movie forever. It's been uh, mythological in my household. That, uh, no, it hasn't. My parents have told me, like, you got to watch Tango and they, Cash. This is not a thing. And they, I don't think they, they meant told, it. They told the prophecy of two, two action stars in the 80s. I was like, wow. I was like, Kurt Russell, Sylvester Sloan in the same movie together? How have I not heard about this? Yeah. And I don't think it was that they wanted me to watch because it was a really good movie. They, I think they talked about it because it's just a, it's a shit movie. It kind of is a shit movie. Yeah. And, okay, and my, another one of my friends... Uh, his favorite actor is Spencer Sloan. My favorite actor is Kurt Russell. Okay. And we decided, like, hey, we should sit down and watch this movie together. I bet you it's awesome. Yeah. Like, we have to watch this movie. And then, we watched it, and we were pleasantly disappointed. And that's it for the week. For the- <laughs> you guys have, actually have, a, like, a spinoff or, like, a character's base off of this, right? Uh, yeah, we used to... Okay, his name in high school was Freight Train, and mine was Cash. Yeah. So no, this doesn't based count. off the Kurt Russell. Based cash. off the the before seeing the movie. Ba- based <laughs> off the what they call dollar bills cash. <laughs> let me let me ask you a question, Hanto. Listeners, uh, you can jump in as well. Can you give yourself a nickname? Um, I don't know. Can you? I don't, I don't think know. so. Han- Matt, I don't know. Hanto, can you give yourself a nickname? I never gave it. We, yeah, we gave Hanto that name. We give when Hanto's I when I worked name. at the bookstore, people asked if they could call me Hanto. And I was like, wow. That's what people used to call me in high school. Yeah, because yeah. Chris over here has one too. I'm, I'm Benji. Christmas yeah. tree? No one calls Chris Benji. <laughs> Christmas tree. <laughs> I've never heard Benji though. Like you gave based off you the, based off the dog? Based off the dog? <laughs> you walked into like how many different places of work and people called you Benji? Yeah, it's it's followed me, yeah. Like the ghost. Bullshit. The whole point is you can't give yourself a nickname. And yeah. I gave himself the to... nickname Cash. Yeah. And he goes, People call me Cash. <laughs> no, Derek gave me the name Cash. So one person can give you a nickname. Huh? One yeah, person. one person can give yeah, you a I'll nickname. Take... No, Matt gave himself. Chris He's gave like... you Honto. No, I've been called Honto ever since I was in lower school and in growing up. Who Did... called you Honto? Everybody. Matt, who... Matt doesn't believe that. I don't know yeah, why. No, no, I'm saying, who's the first person to ever call you I don't you know. Honto? It just kind of happened. Where does that come from? Man, these are groundbreaking questions. Yeah, but you're talking about Benji. Like, everyone's yeah. calling me Benji. Uh, since Rave. Yeah. yeah I... At the local Rave? At the local Rave. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I've always seen the poster for this movie, yeah, and I was like, man, this movie looks really cool, and that's a positive, because this poster looks awesome. I actually Ooh. can't remember the poster. Is I remember the poster. It's kind of like them yeah. split, Okay, and they're on each side, and they have like this look like, man, you're about to watch a movie that's intense. Epic yeah. proportions. Yeah, and it I looks like it... a dark, gritty movie. And that's... Well, that's the original intention of this movie from the director, is that he wanted a more serious tone. Okay, but the studio said no. We want comedy, and they said, "Have you seen Hudson Hawk? We want to do that." <laughs> this movie yeah, reminded actually, me. This movie reminded me of Hudson Hawk. It a did. better Hudson yeah. Hawk. Yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, it's a I better, just said that out loud. It's a better use of huh. comedy in an action film. Okay, that's what I. That's what I was thinking. This entire movie. We well, you know what's I, weird about this is Matt kept saying throughout the entire movie, "Man, this is so eighties. This is so eighties." Yes. And at the same time, though, it's weird that you said that because this is the very last movie to be released in the eighties. Was it January really? 31st or something? Or on Christmas Eve? People flocked to go see Tango and Cash. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 1989. It was like December is... 22nd and 23rd it came out. It was There's two movies that came out at the end of the 80s. It was this and Steven Spielberg's Always. So oh, those are the weird. very last two movies of the 80s. Interesting. So I think it's weird Matt said that because we're going into the 90s. Yeah. And Matt's like, man, what an 80s movie. And it's, I, don't, I don't know. It's weird. It actually does have that feel of a 90s movie, but the buddy cop element is like an 80s like trope. Okay. Now, when I was watching this movie last night, I just kept thinking that, like, this is what the world must think, like, Americans are like. Like, macho. Yeah, like, this probably is a, one of those movies that, like, they judge America on. They're like, oh, this is them, man. They all, they're all super, like, Americans are all super cocky. Yeah. Walking, walking around butt naked in the showers. <laughs> 
They all got. They all have a friend that's like Q from James Bond. I know, right? <laughs> Seriously, they all have. They love gadgets. Yeah. Well, let's get into the movie because I do, there's. I feel like there's a lot of scenes I want to talk about. So we have this opening scene. We have two opening scenes, kind of, where we introduce Stallone and Kurt Russell at two different times. Stallone is Tango, and Russell mm-hmm. is Cash. And I'm going to mix up their names the entire movie because I'm going to forget it each I got time. Your back. But I'm just going to say Stallone and Russell. Basically, we have Stallone who's introduced and. He's kind of like your not average cop. He like he's the Armani in a suit or what? Or what is it, Armani with a badge? Yeah, which they don't really go into. He's supposed to be like the the dresser upper of the cops, yeah. and he uh, the he, Clark Kent, if you will. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's kind of a good call. And he's like huge into stocks and everything. He's totally never, going against like all his character types. Because they said you have all the money in the world, why are you doing this job? He's like, I just like action. Yeah, like he's more of a cleaner cut action hero instead of like yeah, the Rambo or the Rocky. Rambo. Like yeah. he's not as gritty mm-hmm. and dirty and well. There's a lot. Okay, tough. so the semi truck is coming at Stallone, and he pulls out this tiny little gun. This is and, Derringer from his prostitute days, <laughs> and he shoots at the semi truck. Um, they end up stopping. They fly out the window, and it's very weird. And um, I don't know if this is the director's choice or if they just fly out stole this, but this is used like. Early '80s in a Jackie Chan uh, movie called uh, A Police Story. Okay, uh, the beginning where he's chasing down these guys in a double decker be- uh, bus. He does the same thing where he pulls out a gun, shoots it, and they all stop, and like all the bad guys fall out of the the windshield. Oh, right. Was it stolen from but- that? What's that? You think it was? Stolen I don't know if it's it? stolen or if it's just like they ripped it or whatever. Or they're paying homage to okay. that movie. I could see that fitting in a Jackie. But Chan it's movie, like shot yeah. the same thing where the bus stops right next to Jackie Chan. Yeah. And people fall out, and then he arrests them. Okay, like the same, I can totally see thing. that, yeah. Um, so there's a very memorable line in this movie. So oh, yeah. he stops the uh, whatever the semi-truck, and then the other cops show up, and he makes some joke about, oh, this guy thinks he's Rambo. And Stallone goes, Rambo's a pussy. <laughs> and oh, I brought this up on the podcast before. That's Have rough. You? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I brought it up on the Twerk episode. Oh, about, wow. Like, that's a long movies, time ago. Movies that make bold statements like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a bold statement. But see, I'll tell you what. I thought about it. What it made this line funnier is if they're like, yeah, you know, they're talking to Sloan. And like, yeah, this guy over here thinks he's Terminator. And he's like, Terminator's a pussy. Like, yeah. That would have been funny because you're like, man, he just called out Arnold. That would have been like a cooler line. Yeah. But, when, but they had too much stake in the Plant Hollywood restaurant. That they're getting, <laughs> getting, getting, getting off the ground. At the I was going to say, this is that time, right? I think so. It's about the start of it. Yeah. So it probably been like, uh, this guy thinks yeah. he's Terminator. He's like, he's like Terminator's cool. Yeah. He's, he's, like, a, I, good, he's a good guy. I, <laughs> makes good financial <laughs> <laughs> choices. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we get Stallone here who busts this whole like Coke operation. And then we got Kurt Russell. Man, so much happens in Kurt this Russell. Is so weird. It is. So Kurt Russell is oh. going home. Yeah. And as Matt made us a really good point. He thinks this comes off like a dream sequence. Oh, okay. I said so, this. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> I, I, think I, I think he said I was. I fell asleep. Especially and I was when, having a dream sequence. I say, especially when he gets shot in the chest several times. Well, yeah. So Kurt Russell goes home and he goes and he looks in his mirror and this guy busts through the mirror. Yeah. And it looks like a dream sequence. Oh, it yeah. looks like a, like a. I got Freddy Krueger jump into the mirror. This type thing. is ripped from our uh, last action hero rip, rips off this, right? With the mirror? What do you mean? Because he like when uh, Schwarzenegger is going home with the kid. Okay. And he like pulls out the gun, and just shoots the mirror several times, and the guy falls out. And he's like, they always hide in there. Like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Maybe. So I don't know if it's like yeah. just constantly ripping off our. I guess yeah, last action yeah. heroes. You pay homage that, to Tango and Cash this time. <laughs> you forget that was almost a hundred movies ago. I know, a long time ago. But so this guy jumps out through the mirror. And and it's very quick. And Kurt Russell falls outside over his um, like balcony. His like balcony. And as he falls, he has a gun built into his boot. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it shoots very quick. And it only and they never bring this back up ever. Again. It's one of they those do. Q guns, right? Oh, do they do? They bring it up when you finally meet that Q character. Yeah. He talks yeah. about the boot gun. Oh, he but does. It, bring no, it I know what gun. you mean. They but never. It's never like you see it so again. quickly. It looks yeah. like his foot explodes. How does it? Like as opposed <laughs> to it being a gun. Where's the like, gun? He just falls and his foot explodes, and you're like, what? <laughs> Where? Then, like I don't understand the how the begins. gun the gun is hidden on his because it's like on the flat part of his boot. 
I don't know. It didn't make any sense. Unless she's like wearing platforms or something. It doesn't really make um, any I, sense. He's wearing I, cowboy boots. From what I read, you have to do have like... you seen him run in this movie in his cowboy boots? No. It's super awkward looking. <laughs> he's like, yeah. ho- like hopping like... There's a couple of scenes where like you can tell he can't fully bend his legs and he's like... <laughs> it looks like he's walking on his heels. Like he has the Forrest Gump like cat or the braces. Yeah, and there's like the buildings exploding behind him. He's like... Ah. <laughs> well, from what I read, while he was running, the guns were going off. So they give him like this awkward like he doesn't know how to run because the bullets are shooting into the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. and then he so. flies away. Yep. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. Um, it's so we we both all three of us just did a visual podcast. <laughs> then yeah, we're all got... acting like we're walking like Kurt Russell. Yeah, we were, we're all doing the motions, it. but nobody can nobody, <laughs> nobody can see. Can, it. <laughs> obviously, you can't see with your ears. So. We'll, we'll, just, we'll add a narration, and then they were hobbling around. And you can then, add in a sound effect, like, yeah, yeah, like clogs. <laughs> Another thing we get introduced to in. I feel like this is a total waste of a character. Is Jack Palance? Yeah, dude. Like, what the hell? He basically. Oh my god, he plays the exact same character in Batman. Almost pretty much, yeah. But the, the same year. Who's like 1989. the? Uh, was he yeah. the vague drug uh, drug trade? Like, I don't know what his like deal is. Right? I don't either because oh they show him. He's probably in like maybe five scenes. He's supposed to be your main bad guy. And he's only in, like, five scenes. He's never really in any scenes with the two main characters until no. the end, and it's just for a second. Oh, yeah. He never meets them personally until, what, the last scene where he has Terry Hatcher hostage? Yeah. And every scene that he's in is basically him just with giving a monologue about what he's going to do to him. What is... uh? So, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Tango busted up the the truck, like, the, the cocaine stash. Yeah. What did Kurt Russell do? I don't know. I think they've both been... Basically, they don't realize they're going after the same guy. They've been busting all of his drug did, trade operations. Did Jack Pounce send the uh, hitman, the Chinese hitman, to, to kill him? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was like not really like stated, I felt like. But what I don't get is that... Oh, you didn't pick up all that throughout the uh, the flying newspapers that go on Oh, the yeah. I actually did kind of like that stuff. Matt oh, hated, it. Well, I hated it. But obviously it was ineffective if I didn't catch that, that little information. Well, dude, <laughs> the fact that they're using their names in the newspaper, like, if, as if they were, like, superheroes, like, it Tango, was, it was Tango's much. got another bust. Like, yeah, at the I, end it's, like, them high-fiving, and it's like, heroes are back again. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, bad. Names cleared. They're back. I was, like, there's there's times that it felt like an Always Sunny in Philadelphia thing. Dude, yeah. Like, when they cover Lethal Weapon, and, like, I was like, I mean, oh, I was like, this shit's real. I think, <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> It's Always Sunny, I think, ruined buddy cops for me. I mean, at least 80s movies, because of, like, the parody episode they Some did. of the jokes yeah. they do. It yeah. just, it comes off, like, kind of goofy, and I feel like The Nice Guys is, like, the most recent movie where he actually did it in a way where it's like, oh, I, you know, the movie itself is funny. Yeah. Kind of making fun or whatever. Well, and that's the thing about Tango and Cash is... It, it's one of those movies that it takes itself so seriously, but it's like, no, no there's a lot of jokes in there. I'm like, yeah, but even your jokes seem very forced. Yeah. Like, it, it, this movie feels like it's treading the entire time. Like, it doesn't know if it wants to it's, be goofy or if it, it is. It's like Hudson Hawk. Well, here's, here's maybe the time where we talk about how, because um, I, 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 I'm with you that this movie has two sides to it. You can tell they're either trying to make a comedy movie or an action movie and they well, don't yeah. know what to do. So this is probably the time to tell you that this movie has had four directors. Yep. Really? And, yeah, the one who gets actually credited uh, was fired after three months. Sylvester Stallone picked it up, so he became the second director. And his went over schedule, but it wasn't his fault. It's okay. probably more the production company. So they brought in a third director to finish the movie. And then they brought in a fourth director to do reshoots. So this movie has had four directors. So the original director, Andre Konchalovsky, uh, got fired towards the end because he wanted to do a serious tone okay and the studio said no we want comedy so he got fired basically and then they brought up uh the second unit director who is peter mcdonald and then after that they shortly hired uh this guy named albert magnoli who was there for a second but he caused more delays because of reshoots like reshooting scenes that were yeah it's basically like what happened with justice league where they reshot a bunch of stuff and then after that, I think Stallone directed behind the scenes. So, like, while they were acting, he was, like, kind of directing, like, ghost directing, I guess. Okay. And then on top of that, they had, like, several editing problems because, like, after the, and I think the initial edit, the studio was, like, pissed because it's, yeah. like, you know, studio inter- interference, whatever. And on top of that, like, editor hired another editor to basically help him out. And it was still, like, so this whole movie is basically, long story short. This movie's a clusterfuck. So I want to say, if I'm getting my timeline right, this movie was probably slated to be released in, like, 87. 
Am I right? Because of how oh, much really? like I'm I'm assuming because of how much like time goes into making yeah. it. I mean, if this came out at the end of 89, I'm assuming... It's probably going to be eight, uh, early 89 or yeah. end of 88. Well, no, I'm yeah. saying with all like the setbacks and stuff like that, this movie probably... You mean shot, it started like production... In yeah, I can't imagine how long the production was on a movie like this. I would say probably production was 88. And then just with... By the time they did all the reshoots, all the, you know, everything, blah, 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 they finally hit the target for the end of 89. Yeah, so... Long story short, <laughs> uh, this movie definitely has like tonal issues, and I'm with you on this. It's, like, yeah. it's either it's like all this stuff with Jack Pounce is really dark. And, I wonder if like, that's serious. the stuff that they know because they didn't even use. I wonder if they had more scenes with Jack Pounce and they decide not to use it. Well, actually, and here's another thing too: the director of photography, the cinematographer, oh, was yeah. fired. It was Barry Sonnenfeld. Yep, who oh, did, I did see that. Yeah, Ben yeah. Black. He, apparently, he was fired. They said. They said he was fired by Sylvester Stallone. Yep. Or Sylvester Stallone got him fired. Okay. Um, I don't like Sylvester Stallone's known to be very like particular um, and yeah, like, particular with yeah. his movies that he makes, and he he's got a lot of involvement behind the scenes, which is including like he did some rewrites on this. Well, yeah, he was credited as doing like the main story, right? For Stallone, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure he was like the main screenplay, or he wrote the screenplay. Uh, I don't know. I think somebody else got the screenplay. Man, this movie tag, just but I think mirrors. he just came in and doctored it and like fixed certain scenes. Yeah, I say it, everything about this because the studio is also Warner Brothers. Yeah, it just seems like Warner Brothers does not know what. They but did Warner Brothers do Hudson Hawk? No, I was gonna oh, say okay. they did Justice League. Well, I was gonna say this sounds everything we're talking about sounds like Hudson Hawk. Yeah, with the, the main actor trying to jump in. Yeah, you know more involvement from the main star of the movie. Yeah. But, but I'll tell you what, this movie looks like it was fun to be make to be made. Like, yeah, you know, because it's definitely a movie. It doesn't seem to take itself serious. I just feel like action but, movies in the eighties is probably a lot of fun. Yeah, but this seems like a mess at the same time. Oh yeah, it's like, they said I, even. Uh, sorry to go off topic again, but like they said, even the uh, the last Corey chase slash fight scene. Yeah, uh, all of it had to be done once because the stunts were so dangerous. Oh yeah, I read that they had eleven camera setups per like stunt. So they had to like nail it all in one like go around because like all the stunts they're doing, I guess with like the cars falling off the quarry. Yeah, the car, like, their car being on fire. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Stallone almost got like burned. Yeah, because the fire was like real. Well, I wonder if that was big on helping them on the budget. I mean, yeah, it could one one shots. I don't know yeah. if the camera makes up for you know because I think the budget was like fifty five million, only made like sixty five. Yeah, I made a few million back as a profit. Yeah, but that's probably not included marketing either. No, yeah. but um, so at least it's not at least it's not a loss. Like I think they were expecting something yeah, to but, make a lot but more. As far as a movie goes, like a ten ten million is not a win at all. No, no. But they, it's but I'm saying it could they be worse. Have ten million been... to pay off all the the costs of like actors and blah blah blah. Yeah. They only have that much to pay people. It's not a bomb. Mm, I don't know. I mean, what does a bomb though go? It, when, even if it's even if it's making budget? money, it can still be a bomb. Well, this movie made like six. We'll say it made like sixty four million. It's somewhere yeah. in the middle. Yeah, and it cost. I don't know, what was it? I like think it was like 50, 55 or 55 something. to make, but that's not including marketing. They yeah. probably marketed it for five, 10 million. Yeah. So they probably broke even, which at that point, like you just made a movie for no, I'm not saying no reason. Yeah. But like you, you made nothing. The off whole of purpose basically is to make money and they didn't really make money. Yeah. Yeah. But if I gave you like $10, I can't wait for this analogy. Yeah. I'm already excited. Go yeah, I gave you $10 to okay. like beat me up and. Then Hatu made fifteen dollars off of it. Am I a bomb? This is a horrible what are you analogy. About? Okay, so if I ate like four bananas, yeah. okay, dude, this for, is you're for, already pissing me off because I don't understand this for six dollars. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> and, People are so pissed right now. And um, you guys have two dollars in your pocket. Like, am I a bomb? You're bombing on this this analogy right now. If <laughs> say okay, say you have a company and you invest. A hundred dollars into it, and then all this work gets done, and you make a hundred dollars. Yeah, say after like yeah, but I'm, no, say no, after wait, like that's a bad one. Say after, no, 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 right, no, no it's, I'm, it's good. Now I'm Actually, serious. That's way better. Now I'm serious. Yeah, but if you, I'm saying if like you, if you invested a hundred dollars, if you invested a hundred dollars <laughs> and you made a hundred and ten dollars, like you made a ten dollar profit. I'm saying this movie didn't make any profit. It made. Uh, you said it would cost fifty five, and it made like sixty five. Something like that, but we don't know how much marketing was, so it probably just broke even. Oh, okay. And, yeah, but you got to think they're paying all, right. all the, the people involved in making the movie, 
They got to pay Sloan. They got to pay Kurt Russell. They got to pay Terry Hatcher. They well, pay that's probably included budget. with the budget. Sure. Okay. So okay. the only thing that's usually not included with like a main budget is like is anything, marketing. Per, anything additional okay. on yeah. top of that. I'll yeah. give you that. So. What I'm what I thought you were saying was I thought you were saying that minus marketing, that if it made fifteen million dollars, like yeah. is it still considered a bomb? Well, because like, like it a, made a profit. Superman Returns. Of fifteen million. This, uh, the Brian Singer Superman that came out. Yeah, that's considered not a bomb, but it made like two hundred and ten million. This is a rough estimate. It made two hundred and ten million. But it costs two hundred and ten million to make. Yeah. So like, you know, what at that point, like, yeah, you're spending all this time to make. You're expecting to double or triple that number. Yeah. But and... if you're not, then it's a box office failure. Okay. So welcome to Cinema. All right. Here's a, here's a, right. <laughs> here's a real and like analogy. I'll give you a real one. All okay. Right. Is, can you use it? Can you tell me this analogy? Apples and, and bananas. Pre- all right. You eat. The, use, you no, eat no, a banana. You guys are holding hands. You are holding hands right now. <laughs> Use an analogy with Predator 2. If you oh, okay. God. We're going back to Predator So, okay. Oh, I go, all right. So, I'm going to the casino, right? Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to put, I talked to this guy, and I, be, and I and we're watching Predator 2 at the casino. And I said, I bet you this movie's going to be, it's a good movie. Okay. All right. And I was like, I bet you $10. And the guy's like, all right. He's like, all I've got is $2. I was like, all right. So, if I if it's a good movie, I make $12. All yeah. right. You don't and, make it because you. No, no. And then if like if he if he like like if it, if the movie sucks and he doesn't like it he gets to walk away with twelve dollars. Yeah, I bet I'm betting on him not liking it because so he watched it and he's like, wow. everything for me. He's like, all, all in. He's like, this wow, that was better than the first one. Yeah. Oh no way. And he's like, what if he's like he's like he's like well thank you. He's like I think that movie's awesome. I was like okay, so he gives me the twelve dollars. So I made a two dollar profit. Yeah. You know, so I didn't lose any money. And I shake his hand. I'm like, Mr. Glover, it was nice meeting you. <laughs> and he walks out. <laughs> Like it was him the entire it, time. That yeah. was one of the best. So twists. is it is it a <laughs> so is it a bust that I made two dollars? Like I didn't lose any money. I don't even care anymore. That that <laughs> twist was amazing. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, that was the best Shyamalan twist. It, in a while. That was a, that was really good. It took oh. a couple to get there, but no, it was totally worth it. We got there. It was great. <laughs> okay, so back to the movie. Basically, Jack Palance sets it up to make it look like Stallone and Russell killed this guy, so they end up going to jail. And at this point, I didn't know this whole movie was going to take place in jail for, for the real. Most part. Yeah, I had no idea that this is a prison movie. Do you know what prison this is? Um, it is right up the actually right up the street from us in Mansfield, Ohio. This is a Shawshank prison. No way. Which yep. I had no idea. Cool. Yeah. And if you watch it, it's very obviously the Shawshank prison. Okay. Like nice. that is a very distinct looking prison. Yeah. The it's outside an old, is. Yeah. And it's like that. Um, wow. Yeah. That that bricklaying and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Now, do you think, okay, at this point in the movie, I'm like, man, I wonder if originally this movie was written for Stallone and Arnold, because it seems like a good buddy yeah. movie between them. Well, but I read... Oh, there are people that were originally... Yeah, originally I read that it was always supposed to be Stallone from what I read, but it was written for Patrick Swayze. Yes. Who turned it down to do Roadhouse. Good choice. Which, I don't know. I like Roadhouse. I mean, well, maybe we'll do it eventually. Roadhouse is not really a great movie, yeah. but it's kind of badass. It's one of those movies I hear people talk about all the time. Like, it's not great, but it's a lot of fun. He's a bouncer with a PhD. Is it really? Yeah. We gotta watch it. <laughs> it's great. The, we need to watch that one. I've never right. seen it. I love it. But yeah, it's, like, I've, not a good movie. I've only seen it, like, bits and pieces on TV, but yeah. I've always... I've heard it's... You could go it's, either way. It's, it's pretty badass. Like, kind of like Young Guns. Okay. I was like, like, whoa, I was just thinking about Young Guns today. Yeah. Did you, okay, like, it can hey, go either way. You want to hear something really cool that I, I saw the other day? Total sidetrack thing. Predator so, 2. Predator. <laughs> so, in Young Guns, did you know Tom Cruise is in it? Is no. he really? Yeah. What? He showed up on set, and they're like, do you want to be in the movie? He's like, yeah. He's like, but I don't want anybody to recognize me. So, like, here, put on this fake mustache. And I watched the scene that he's in. Does he get killed? Yeah, you can tell it's Tom Cruise. Wow. Really? And it's like him with like sideburns and a mustache, and he's shooting guns, and he ends up getting shot. Is he one of the Young Guns? Dude, can you imagine? No, like, I don't know. I don't okay. remember. Can you imagine like being like some girl on the set of that movie and like all these heartthrobs walk in? You're like, oh my god! And then like Tom Cruise shows up one day <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? And it's like it's like Emilio Estevez and Kiefer Sutherland and Tom Cruise <laughs> and um, who else? Kiefer Sutherland? Did you say Kiefer? Yeah, Sutherland? I already said Kiefer. Lou, Sutherland. Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips, and you're yeah. just like, uh, man. And Alan Ruck. Alan yeah. Ruck's in it. And you're like, all of these guys and Christian Slater's in it, right? Christian Slater, yeah, he's in Young Guns too as well. Yeah, a lot of them return for Young Guns too. Yeah, so you're just like, man, all these heartthrobs just like walked in. You're like, this is the best movie yeah. ever. And actually, that that's insane that they don't do like because that's like the original like Ocean's Eleven kind of yeah. you know like man, look at this cast. I haven't seen a movie like that in a while where you're like, wow, this they, is. They tried doing that cowboy movie with Usher, Usher Raymond. 
Wait. Oh yeah, I remember what that. Was that movie yeah. called? Um, um, uh, Usher movie. Oh, Usher yeah. movie. Um, but it was like a bunch of like Jerry O'Connell maybe was in it too. Uh, I think Joshua Jackson was in it. Joshua Jackson. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I think we're just saying anybody that. But oh, there is Tom a Cats. Tom Cats. Tom Cats. Yeah. Uh, Horatio Sands was also in it too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> Matt Pillar. Hey, what what, what movie up. are you talking about? <laughs> we just went on a tangent. <laughs> tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I just discovered this movie is Texas Rangers, starring James Vanderbeek. Ah, Usher see, Raymond, okay, okay. Ashton Kutcher, and Rachel Lee Cook. Wow. And Dylan McDermott. I want to watch this movie. Tom Skerritt. And <laughs> who else? Um, oh, Steve Miner directed it. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, weird. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Future, future episode. Future episode. How did I not hear about this movie before? It, did, it really didn't do much. It was, yeah, it was like slated as like, you know, Hollywood heartthrobs. And everyone forgot. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so the very first scene of them in jail is them walking around naked, and it looks so forced. Oh man, dude! It you looks... don't know they they willingly did this. Well, no, I mean it just it looks so unnatural, and it made me think of I don't know if you guys remember because this. they're like their you asses remember, are really tight. Do you remember the scene? What Loaded Weapon? Yeah, from Loaded Weapon. <laughs> totally did. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. a scene in Loaded Weapon where Amelia. I know Estevez... my butt cheek movies. <laughs> Emilio Estevez is walking naked through his trailer, and uh, he makes some joke about the way the moon hits his is butt he, or like, something. Is he, like, kind of flexing, too? No, like, he's, like, all oiled up, and he's walking across, <laughs> and it, it reminded me of this. It, it looks so unnatural. And then it cuts to them taking a shower, and the entire time, so they're, like... like, sitting down on the with, ground. Well, Stallone's got, like, his, like, leg propped up on the thing, and, like, <laughs> it's, like, his... It's just, it is, like, the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, it is. Where they're dude. like totally just having dude, a conversation in the shower. And Kurt and like, Russell's like r- talking to him. Like, there's so much room in the shower, and he's like <laughs> talking like to close, him like, like a foot like face, away, like face to face. Yeah, like, like what are we, we, gotta, we gotta figure out how to get out. Dude, of what is the scene, man? It I was watching. I was like, it is. You're kidding me, right? Nobody is, was on set laughing their ass very, off. Very, very useless in this movie. And I feel like, and I mean, in most movies, two dudes taking a shower, I don't think much of it at all. But the fact like, that okay, they're the fact that they're alone. Well, not even that. It was just that there were, like, like Matt said, there's this huge shower. Yeah. And the entire time, you would think that, like, he's sitting on his lap. And, like, it's just so bizarre. I mean, they have to do, like, because they have the other prisoners that, like, try to kill him. They yeah. Have, this has to be the scene where they have, like, the shower time and then they get, like, ambushed or whatever. Yeah. But it, the fact that it's just Sloane and Kurt Russell alone in the shower is just like, what the hell is this scene? And if, if you haven't seen it, I'm not saying, like, go get this movie and watch it, but no, it's just, it yeah. just seems very, like, like they could They could have easily been having this conversation in, like, the yard or something. Yeah, but I feel like they were trying to, like, I feel like they try to man it up, make sure. it look masculine, like, yeah, just two dudes in a shower. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it comes off very unnatural. No. Following this, we do, actually, this whole next scene, I absolutely love this part of the movie. So, Kurt and Stallone get thrown down, like, this laundry chute. Yeah, and this giant body. You mean, mean their dummies get thrown down the? <laughs> yeah, I was like, but you know, I was watching. I was like, man, this laundry chute is so big and it was so easy to get to. I was like, how come not Dude, everybody's escaping this way? I say, if you, you if if it's if you don't get hurt falling down the chute, I would be like using it every day as like a prison guard or like a laundry chute attendant. You know? Yeah, I'd be like using it to get from place to place. Pretty fun. No, yeah, it sounds like it, man. <laughs> um, so they get thrown down there, and all these prisoners are there with. One of the head Rob- prisoners is what, the guy that Stallone, yeah, Stallone got in the beginning. And the entire prison's down there. Yeah, there's nobody in any cells yeah. right now. And what they do is they take uh, Stallone and Russell and they hang them over these puddles of water and they're going to electrocute And they reenact Lethal Weapon? Yeah, but actually this is legit. I thought this scene was really cool. Yeah, the motion with uh, Stallone like, kind of pleading or whatever was kind yeah. of awesome. And then like Kurt, like watching Kurt and Stallone actually get electrocuted... I was like really buying it. I was yeah. like, okay, this is that dark, gritty movie yeah. that's kind of peeking out here. Yeah. I do think, yeah, there are times when it's like kind of you see like the serious tone popping up in the movie, but it just forced with all these jokes that it kind of just kind of gets washed away. With know. actually, which I was going to bring up anyway is we meet Stallone's um, cellmate who is yeah. Clint Howard. Clint Howard, and he always Mr. has a slinky, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of like threatening. Not really. Well, he tries well, to he's like, first. This is my best friend. I killed him. Yeah. Like, and then it cuts to Stallone sleeping on the bottom bunk, and the camera pans up, and you see Howard, <laughs> and he's all tied up with a slinky. Yeah. 
And like it's it's so like bizarre. Yeah. Like yeah, because like when they come in to steal him, because they steal him out of the. This the is before house. the laundry and he's shoot. Like, Get out! He's <laughs> like tied up in the slinky. Like, Kill him! <laughs> so after the whole um, electrocution or whatever. Scene, yeah, we end up finding out Kurt Russell has a buddy that's going to get them out. And who who oh, was his buddy? I don't this is, think we met him, dude. Do we meet, do we meet this guy? Because he just finds him. He's like his neck is slit. Well, no, no, no. He's a buddy that have. He talks to Kurt Russell earlier. Okay. And Stallone's like, look, I don't want any part of this. He's like, count me out. Okay. And so when Kurt Russell goes to escape, he finds that his buddy that was going to help him gets killed. Yeah. And this whole scene is cool too. This is when they're like behind this huge fan. Yeah. Like, Daylight. With Stallone, yeah, is kind of that way, and it's a really cool. So far, like these couple scenes back to back, I'm like, all right, this is maybe this is where the movie's gonna pick up. Yeah, this looks awesome. Um, Stallone ends up jumping in, he stops the fan. Um, well, I can't, he puts something in the middle of it so Kurt Russell can it's escape, like wood plank or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's really cool. I'm like, all right, here's that movie here, it's coming. So they get to the top of the roof and they jump on these uh these power or these power cables that are going across the jail yard. And this scene's cool too. Kurt Russell's flying on his belt, you know, and <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, man, this is this movie's really picking up. And then they end up splitting up after they get free, which I thought was kind of yeah, kind of like uh, stops the movie in place. I feel like I feel like it does too. Yeah, Kurt Russell, he's like, hey, I owe you one. He's like, all right, see you later. That, yeah, yeah, the whole like the whole uh, which we call it the the whole gimmick of this movie is like, oh, you owe me this time because I saved you. No, you owe me. You know, it's like. Oh, all I want is a cappuccino. Exactly. That's exactly yeah, what I was thinking. That's it's the like exact the, same. The gimmick that... I don't know if Matt caught this, because he missed the cappuccino gimmick in, in uh, Hudson Hawk. <laughs> Didn't notice it. Wow. How? <laughs> I mean, every like two minutes, you take a shot, because they say, you owe me a favor. Dude, I was wasting this entire movie. Really? Yeah. You're I, right, I, you're I, by yourself, dude, I, was doing, I was doing shots of Tane while drinking this movie. Every time it said, you owe me a favor, I was like plastered by the end dude i think like the gimmick with this movie is that neither one of them is better than the other one and that they just kept trying to balance them out like every scene yeah. was trying to balance them out like he's as funny as the other guy yeah like and he's as uh action-packed as the other guy and like yeah, they're equals pretty much yeah they're like they're, they kept trying to do the equal thing so much even that though that's boring. not the whole idea of buddy cox isn't supposed to be opposites attract but they're yeah. not really opposites they're equals in this entire they movie. really are yeah, yeah they're, so they're both they're supposed to like action superstars the way this is supposed to work is that one character has <laughs> weaknesses and the other one's strengths of the other yeah and they combine weaknesses. together and they make the perfect yeah but like this is like this is all about equality throughout the entire movie. It pretty much up is. until like the, like they both say each other's like when they're getting electrocuted. Like they even balance out dialogue. Like yeah. like Cash goes first. He's like Cash, no, and he gets electrocuted, and then Cash comes up, and then Tango goes down. And he's like Tango, <laughs> no. and it's like dude, I'm like they're even. Wait, it it would have been up. better had they made Stallone. This is why I was just laughing at Tango, but if Stallone would have been like the the real preppy type. And would, they would have made Kurt Russell more of a grungy type. Yeah. And I feel like the only time they hinted that he was a grungy type was at the beginning of the movie when he's walking through um, the, the police station. station and a guy walks by with a pizza and Kurt Russell goes, pizza! Yeah, pizza! And he grabs it. And it's, <laughs> it was pretty I awesome. I feel like that's good character development yeah. right there. I mean, it's supposed to... I mean, they should have just went with the whole, you know, your typical... I mean, they do it in Lethal Weapon, but the odd couple. You got the, the nice-looking clean cut or whatever cop which is dan glover and lethal weapon yeah like what jack lemon and uh odd couple yeah and then stallone and tango and cash and then you do like the dirty but they like they don't really do that with kurt russell as like the. do you think it would work better had they switched roles oh i was actually thinking about that i don't think so i don't know no well there's kind of okay there's kind of a movie that's like they just have uh was it uh uh swanson from big show in little china Kurt Russell's alter ego. Oh yeah, when he's wearing the <laughs> yeah, like hey, I'm looking for a girl with green eyes. Pleasure's my game. <laughs> um, no, I, there's kind of a movie. Okay, you're talking about switching roles. Yeah, and there's a movie that's really much like this, uh, Tequila Sunrise with Kurt Russell and Mel oh, Gibson. You brought this up before. I haven't seen this. Yeah, dude, Kurt Russell basically plays Sylvester Stallone from this movie. So, wait, like, who's, very, the other, like, who's the other person in Tequila Sunrise? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Okay, cool cast for that movie. Though. Is it good? Uh, it's I to be honest, it's a decent flick. Is it a buddy action movie? No, or? no, it's not a buddy action movie. It's like it's a more of like a Mel Gibson vehicle, and Kurt Russell's in there. Okay, but like they're both friends, and Kurt Russell I think works for the FBI, and Mel Gibson 
is a cop. Okay. I think he's a cop. I can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen it in like a decade. I'm gonna check this out. But I remember it being pretty cool. Ralph Julia's in it. And yeah, like, you were telling me about that, dude. Ralph Julia plays a, a villain in it. Okay. And it's probably one of the coolest like interpretations of a villain I've ever seen. I miss that guy every single day. Yeah, because he's superhuman in it. Like, dude, he's oh. friends with Mel Gibson, and like. It's, you can totally tell like they used to be friends and like yeah and then and straight get, off the path they're basically. both kind of heartbroken that like they gotta like they're in a situation yeah because he's a, he, a drug runner and I think it's worth watching but yeah Kurt Russell plays kind of that that um, tamper down look okay. that Sylvester Sloan plays in the clean cut clean basically yeah. yeah I feel like you put me down this whole spiral of you're like, yeah, it's Kill Sunrise. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's one with Goldie Hawn. I was like, no, that's Bird on a Wire. Bird on a Wire with Dude, I was just thinking that. Right? Yeah. And I put all these movies together, and I was like, Goldie Hawn overboard with Kurt Russell. And we're back. Dude, yeah, they all kind of fused together. Because I always thought it was Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn and Bird on a Wire, but it's Mel Gibson, right? Yeah, and yeah, I was just yeah. trying to think. I was like, who's the girl in To Kill Sunrise when I was listening to that cast? And oh. I was like, oh, it's Goldie Hawn. I'm Is like, it really? I'm like, no, it's not. And I had to think about it. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, okay. Like I wow. said, it's an awesome cast. Yeah. All right. I'm adding this to the list. So back in the movie, uh, Kurt Russell ends up going to get Terry Hatcher. I mean, this is a huge scene. Okay, so he goes where Terry Hatcher works, which is not... I don't want to say it's like a strip club, but it's kind of like a... Maybe it's like, like a, a performer's club? It's weird. Like, she's playing a the drums. Club? I don't know. It's bizarre. Like, she's, like, dancing. Did you guys notice the song in this scene? I did not. Uh, I, I did, but I didn't... Like, I knew I knew it from something or somewhere. When we talked about the uh, Christine... Uh, in their Christine episode, we talked about the show me scene. The car reforming. Yeah. I was like, oh, they omitted like one of the songs from the sound. I wish they would have added it in the soundtrack. This is the song that's in the rebuilding scene. Really? Really? It's uh, called Har- Harlem Nocturne by the Viscounts. Okay. It's like the saxophone, like the. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I did like, not pick that up. I like, yeah, heard it. I was either. like, whoa, this is the song from uh, Christine. And I looked it up, and here we go. So did Terry Hatcher originally play the drums on that song 10 years ago? Uh, no, I think it was added for the movie. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Just yes, add, they added a special touch to it. It is <laughs> a really weird performance. Like, Well, yeah, because I feel like the drums come out of nowhere. She's, like, dancing, and then it's like, drum solos. She basically plays drums. She's like, Gary, hand me my sticks. Yeah. She basically, like, plays drums on, like, a rock band drum set. There's, like, no sound coming out of them, and they're not matching up with the song. It's like a delayed hit, so when she hits it, it's like, dude. Orange, red, blue, green, orange, red. And then you get your special combo. Orange, red, blue, green, orange, red, blue, green. And after the drum solo, some guy tosses her three oranges and starts juggling what? like, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man, this is hot. I don't even know what it is. It's indecipherable. So Kurt Russell goes there and he's like, you got to get me out of here. And then we have this whole Kurt Russell and drag scene so we can get past the cops. Yeah. They think he's uh, dressed up as the motorcyclist. Yeah. And then we find out it was Terry Hatcher with the helmet the entire on. time. And all of a sudden you... Pam, you know, we're going up uh, Kurt Russell's legs and everything. Oh, who's that sexy, who's that sexy lady over there? And it's clearly Kurt Russell. This oh, yes. is not... Who's that sexy lady over there? <laughs> who's that lady? Oh, yeah, the, the cop asks, who's he's that like, lady? The cop's like, hey, you guys interested in the three-way? And that's like, not what he says. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. Does he really? Yeah, he says it to him. He's like, you guys, he's like, you interested in a three-way? Wow. And then that's when he's like, they both flick their cigarettes at him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, I didn't catch on that. Yeah, so I, so I would like to see what this movie would have looked like if that if they would have said yes. Interesting. <laughs> if they're like, <laughs> I want to see this movie. Like, keep our identities going. Yes. <laughs> okay. Don't play character. And then Kurt Russell's character is like, but I don't get naked. <laughs> but then like the rest of the movie with Tango is he's like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta be equal gotta... with Kurt Russell. I gotta find my own three way to be a part of. <laughs> so he's, just, he's coasting around LA at night like, hey, <laughs> I am also a girl. <laughs> and I would, three way. Three... <laughs> Why is he talking like that? I don't know. That's, that's my Stallone. So we cut this next scene. What a weird movie. We have Terry Hatcher giving Kurt Russell a back job, and she's... <laughs> Dude, that's what it probably says in the script. <laughs> back job? Well, so I guess Kurt Russell, like, dislocated his back, or something's going on. Yeah. So Terry Hatcher's sitting on him, and she's massaging his back, and Stallone walks in, and from the angle, it looks like Terry Hatcher's having sex, yeah, and she's on, on top couch. of Kurt Russell. And so Stallone is, like, he's hurt, and he's upset, and he's, like... His hands are on his face because he's so like distraught. Also, why is he just watching? Because well, that's the thing. I put like 
you're you're thinking at this point in the movie that's his girlfriend. Yeah, but I, I and, felt like it was assumed, right? That it was his sister. Or? No, no, because that's supposed to be. Like the okay, twist. why does this stuff pop up in movies so much? Like where the it's like miss miss or the, the very, mistaken identity. We've no, talked about this so no, like, many times. No, in, this in all kinds of movies where it's like just clear it up. Like yeah. Well, no, no I'm, I'm talking about like this whole bro- why why do brothers and sisters look like this in movies? Where they're like the brothers, like over overly protective, almost like a Scarface level. Yeah, where it's like they're trying to say something like, "No, he's attracted to his sister, and he doesn't want anybody to have him except for him." Gotcha. You know what I mean? And Is it's, that how it came off in this movie? I don't think sometimes it comes off that way. It was kind of. I mean, it does for sure in Scarface. It does. Yes, yeah, but it felt a little weird sometimes. It's like, why is he being so protective? But I, I tell you what, he had a really good reason at the end, and I this is one of those kind of like true moments in the script where I was like, okay, that's a reason why he doesn't want her to date Cash. Do you know what I'm talking about? The scene that they share, like, towards the end? No, what is it? He says he's like, because uh, the rest of this movie from here on out is like, yeah. Is like, hey, I, I don't want you to date my sister. Yeah. And Cash is like, uh, oh, I'm going to date your sister, like, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, why, don't you let me, why won't you let me date your sister? And Tango says, he's like, I don't want uh, you to date her because I don't want her to get that phone call in the middle of the night saying that you're That's dead. awesome. Yeah. And I don't want I her dealing yeah, with yeah, that yeah. for the rest of her yep. life. And it's legit. I think and it's I was like, amazing. okay, cool, legit, like, yeah, but from here, like, uh, this part right here, where it's, like, su- super overprotective, yeah. it seems weird. It is kind of but odd. But what like, is okay, weird is what Hanto brought up was the, during this scene, Stallone just sits there and he watches. And, like, he's just sitting there and he's like, oh, man, I can't believe she's having sex with him. And he just watches for, like, 10, 15 seconds. Yeah, like, yeah. I would just, like, knock on the door, like, you know, like... Or like, as soon as you walk, I'm like, what are you doing? You know. Wrong, wrong actor, dude. Uh, Arnold Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> Following this whole, like, miscommunication scene, we do have a really cool scene with... Okay, so there's this other bad guy in this movie that pops up randomly. He's like the right-hand man, basically. Pretty much. I mean, me and Matt actually found out he's from... Oh, yeah. He's in um, a lot of shit. He's well, in, we remember him from Tales from the Crypt. Blade Runner, Fifth Element. Okay. And oh, I remember. If, yeah, he's like the governor. Or not no, the governor. he's the um, uh, one of the the army mil- military personnel. Oh, he is in Fifth yeah. Element. Yeah, he gets frozen, but he's like alive. I think. After yeah, that. I didn't realize it was it's, him. Uh, Brian James is his name, but he's one of the replicants in Blade Runner. Yeah, he is. Yeah, where he like fights um, Harrison Ford and then gets his head shot blown off, basically. Okay. Yeah, he's like the first one to die, right? No, he's like one of the. He's the guy that gets interviewed about the turtle in the beginning. Oh, of the he movie does. Yeah, sorry. And then kills. The I'm guy th- I was thinking of the girl. Yeah, the girl she, she, right after the girl, the model or whatever dies. That's when he appears and also gets killed. Okay, in Blade Runner. Wait, you mean the, the turtle from Entourage? Yeah, he was. Uh, they're asking about turtle. Why is your favorite character turtle from Entourage? Uh, would you help him up or would you leave him to die? <laughs> we did. That's the interview in in Blade Runner. Is the interview. It's like, if there's a turtle on a shell, would you help yeah. him up or would you leave him to die? Basically. Oh, okay. So, so. I was making a parallel to the the hit TV show Entourage on HBO. Uh, this ain't your movies, uh, Grandma, or something. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, just, I understand. I was just going as far as I can. I can tell, dude. You were just going. <laughs> so this whole scene, they put welcome it. back to Psycho's talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> they put they put a grenade in this guy's mouth and they yeah. tape it up. And Kurt Russell and Sloane do this whole acting out scene where they're mad at each other. Bad cop, worst cop. Yeah. yeah. And this scene's actually funny because they end up tricking the guy to telling him who Everything. hired him. Yeah. Pulling the pin. And Kurt Russell and Stallone go to high five and they stop mid high five. And they're like, you're basically like, we're still not friends. Yeah. And yeah. it's actually a legit funny scene. Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like there were so many missed opportunities because their chemistry is good. I think, yeah, the chemistry's there. It's just the overall story. I think what they really need in this movie is more like, anecdotal like situations where yeah um you look at like stuff like uh jerry lewis and the dean martin movie mm-hmm. or actually we just discussed this on house party okay you need situations for these two to play within and like you give them boundaries to kid and play with yeah to kid and play with nice Ooh, that's cool um <laughs> thanks oh that's hot <laughs> uh no but you give them like you know a situation where it's just like you know a simple setting but like, okay it's a uh dining it's like a restaurant scene sure okay. you know what i mean and then you kind of give them like comedical things to work with yeah um and i think that's what they're trying to do with the prison sequence but it doesn't come off like that like i feel like if the prison sequence was more about those two escaping sure instead of getting tortured th- and then like doors being open for them i think it'd be more fun like if they had to work together to get out of the prison i agree and i'm gonna take it a step further. more more so they did but more so you take you put them in jail 
a lot sooner in the movie. Yeah. And make that the main focus of this movie. Because I feel like if I pitch this movie to somebody, I'm like, yeah, and it's about them, and you get framed to go into jail. I'm like, oh, so it's a jail movie. I'm like, no, they're only in jail for like 15 minutes. Because it would make sense if right off the bat they got framed in the beginning of the movie. They yeah. do their, uh, each their busting of the cases or whatever, and then the main boss says, all right, send them to jail instead of like 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Send them earlier, and then the rest of the movie is like cops on the run, basically. Would they they yeah. do this in this movie, but it's like, they're only on the run for like 20 minutes. And Towards the, the end, last yeah. 20 minutes is basically them storming the compound. I think what hurts this movie are the action elements of it. Sure. Because like they're not entertaining and they don't help us set up the characters or the character development with yeah. each other. Not really. Yeah. So it's like I feel like more like situational based stuff. Like if it was more grounded, I feel like this movie would be a lot, a lot of fun. I think this I was going to say this for the last, but I feel like this is probably like a weak follow up to a better solid movie. Yes. Like, they should have had a better introduction movie where they have to solve a case together, you know? Then action oh, comedy. Oh, so this was like the sequel where, the like... Weak, I, I would say oh, this is like the weak sequel like where it's like, all right, this is the prison escape Your favorite movie. cops are... Because yeah, yeah. they make oh, it look like... Free from her, yeah. How are they going to get yeah. out of this? So, like, you know? if... if um, um, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, and Lethal Weapon 2 went to jail. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's so okay. you already That's have the relationship there. Now it's like the relationship's already established in the sequel. Yeah. Let's see these guys work together to try to get out of prison. And meanwhile, like, maybe some guys from the previous movie are, like, in the jail trying to kill them or something. Yeah. Something, you know. Well, maybe they didn't do too much on the jail part either is because... What maybe a year or two before this, Stallone did uh, Lockup. Oh yeah, dude, that's a good movie. Which is basically just an all prison movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good movie. So. But yeah, they should have. Uh, I feel like there's a better movie out here. And maybe 15 years, maybe 20 years later, Stallone does another jail movie with Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, I actually like that movie. Is that good? I've never yeah, seen it. Fun. What was yeah. it called again? Uh, uh, Escape. Right? Escape plan. Escape, Escape plan. plan. Yeah. Okay. You mean House Arrest? Yeah, House Arrest. With- <laughs> Escape plan. Starting. Yeah, those two. So we have this whole end scene where they go visit their their Q guy from James Bond who is like, I have this special hum- Hummer, you know, go ahead yeah, and take this it. this is totally some jerk-off producer through Dude, this end. Like, it is straight up like a Q scene where it's like, you got all the scientists working on the gadgets yeah. and stuff happening in the some background. Some asshole on the set was probably just like, throw it in, it's just like James Bond. You know they what watch, I mean? No, it's, it's because like, they watched if Flux could kill a couple years earlier. Oh, yeah, that's it. It was 87, yeah. so they are like, that's we gotta do favorite it. favorite movie. Favorite movie of all time. It is my favorite movie. So they jump, they jump into Humvee, and there's this whole like car chase sequence um, this is basically, man, this last 15 minutes of this movie, I it, it's so rushed, I feel. Yeah, it's like, a different exactly. movie. It's yeah. a it's a real... It is. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden it's like a straight action movie. Like, so beforehand did they, it didn't feel this way. Did they yeah. show Terry Hatcher getting kidnapped? I was no. just thinking that. I don't I'm just think, thinking about it right no. now. They did it. By the end, they just have her. I she, swear, just I was her. just thinking about that. I was like, I don't remember her getting kidnapped. Because it's like, we found the address of Jack Palance. Let's go get him with his special Humvee. Like yeah, military grade Humvee. And instead of like sneaking like, into the compound, they just bust through the door. They doors. probably could have easily snuck in with just the two of them finding like a secret hatch into the basement or something. But it's yeah, like, let's just go guns blazing and die in the process. It is. And in the middle of all this, I, I can't believe we've managed to talk about this entire movie. The entire I'm time. really excited about this. Okay, so we've <laughs> talked about the movie this entire time, and nobody's brought it up yet about the one-liners that are in this movie. Yeah, yes. there's a bunch. I got a bunch of them written down. And the only reason I'm bringing this up right now is because Matt, go ahead and say. Set up the scene for us, please. Okay, so they're driving towards, uh, I, I'm assuming, the compound. Because they don't even show that they're driving towards anything. They're just driving. It just turns out he's a his base is in a rock quarry. And this is the problem with this action sequence. Is like We don't really know what their purpose, of what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where Things they're going. Just, there's yeah. no established location. They're shooting stuff. Things are blowing up. They're being chased. And you're like, what the hell is the purpose of this? Yeah. Um, and Kurt Russell looks over to Sylvester Stallone. He's like, I got good news. I got bad news. And, Kurt, and uh, Sylvester Stone's like, okay, he's like, what's the good news? He's like, we're almost out of gas. And he's like, well, what's the bad news? And Kurt Russell says, we're almost out of gas. This is like, this line has been like a riddle. I feel like it's, it's, it's weird. I, I want to explain, like, what do you guys interpret this I think line I know what it means. Mean? Okay. I'm pretty sure I know what it means. But can you do it again real quick, but try to do their voices for me real quick, if you want to mind? I'll do, what, do you want me to do a part or something? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, actually, you Honto, do... you're Stallone. Um, Matt, you're Kurt Russell. Okay. So is it what's the good news first? And then Chris, you be Terry Hatcher. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Honto Stallone, Matt's Kurt Russell. All right. So I got good news and I got bad news. Uh, what's the good news? 
Good news is we're almost out of gas. Oh, uh, what's the bad news? We're almost out of gas. Okay. <laughs> That's it. And okay. Then, and, then the scene scene. <laughs> and then the scene continues for another 10 minutes. Okay. I don't so know how I they think... almost run out of gas, by the way. Oh, like, yeah. They just I read a comment. In. I was like, couldn't they brought, like, a gas? Did Q have, like, a gas container they, they could have, like, brought? I don't know. Unless like... they got shot or something. Like, the gas got oh, shot. Oh, maybe that's what blows up in the back of the, the, the oh, Humvee. Oh, There you okay. go. Mystery solved. So, the whole part about this line. Okay. So, Kurt Russell goes... The bad news is we're almost out of gas. Dude, like, we're getting there. So if we want to hear this line again... <laughs> like, Wait for the clip right <laughs> now. Get I got some good news and bad news. Which one do you want first? The bad. We're almost out of gas. The good. We're almost out of gas. And then Kurt... And the second time, he's like, all right, well, what's the good news? And Kurt Russell goes, we're almost out of gas. It's him being optimistic, going, we're not out of gas, we're almost. So that's the good news. Did he say almost? So, I thought he said we're out of Oh, I guess, yeah. We're so he emphasizes almost, kind of like, hey, I'm being, it's like a half empty, half full thing. That's the whole yeah. joke is like, you know, what's the bad news? We're almost out of milk. What's the good news? It would still have half a glass of milk. It you know probably would have been better if it was like, what's the good news? We're almost out of gas. And then what's the bad news? We're out of gas. And then they like crash, right? And it blows up and it cuts yeah. the credits. Yeah. Dude, okay, so here's a couple of okay. here's a couple one-liners I wrote down. These are I, ones you made up? No, these no, there's are, a few in there. There's sure. okay, so they're sitting in court and the guy that they ripped the tape from to get the evidence Michael later Jr. on in the movie, Skinner. Yeah. I think his name's Skinner or yeah. something. Okay. He's up there and he's like Kurt Russell says refers to the guy as Jabba the or sorry, Sylvester Sloan refers to the guy as Jabba the oh, Hutt. Yeah. Looks like we have to pay Jabba, Jabba the Hutt a visit later. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, yeah, with a chainsaw. He's like, I'll bring the beer. What the <laughs> hell does that mean? Like, all of that is just like totally like they shot. I don't know if it's them shooting from the hip. Yeah. And another line, they refer to uh, somebody as a glory hound. Oh no, he refers to Kurt Russell. He's like, Special One's like, I don't like you. He's like, you're a glory hound and a hot dog. <laughs> Yeah, that one stuck yeah. out for me. And I was like, yeah. what is he talking about? What, what does he mean a hot dog? Like <laughs> like an Oscar Mayer hot dog? Yeah. Like, this is weird. And then, of course, we have our... There's more in there. I'm oh, not, there's I'm not going to spoil it for you for the viewer. Like, yeah, go there's, back a, there's a couple when, uh, when... Was it Cash is interrogating Louis Arquette? Okay. There's a couple there, too, that are like, oh, those are pretty rough. Oh, yeah, he says uh, there's one line where he's like... Counting he's like, Yeah, he's like, we're going to have to rip his tongue out with a tow truck. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. It's just like one-liners that are trying to be like masculine or, or whatever, but it just comes off of like, what the hell are you talking about? Dude? Yeah, it's like, it if reminds I was like, me if of I was... Jack Nicholson from Batman yeah, when he says shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the hell does that mean? Like, Yeah, that's exactly what if it I is. If I was one of the guys, if I was either, what if it was like Tango saying the, the one-liner, no, it was Cash, would be like, dude, what are we talking it about? Is, it's like setups where he's like... Um, like yeah, let's uh let's go get pizza face over there. And Kurt Russell's like, yeah, I'll bring the garden salad. And you're like, what is that? I'll, I'll bring the Parmesan cheese. <laughs> They're on a completely different wavelength. <laughs> All right, so the whole end of this movie, they basically charge this compound, and then Jack Pounds pops up. I'm like, oh yeah, he's in this movie. Yeah, dude. And welcome, welcome to the welcome to the movie, Jack Pounds. Yeah, right. And the, the Matt actually brought this up. This movie plays out kind of like a video game at this point. Yeah, yeah. you reach the, the main boss. Well, no, because you, you, you fight these two henchmen. Oh, yeah. yeah. The right-hand man or whatever. Yeah, they have Terry Hatcher uh, captive. And then they go to Jack Palance, where you think you're going to get this really cool mirror scene, because it's basically set up like Enter the Dragon it kind of. exactly like Enter the Dragon. And you see Jack Palance, and he's yeah. surrounded by all these mirrors, and he's got Terry Hatcher. Why um, does he have this room? Exactly. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, why yeah. he, he has like a dining room size room with it's just huge. mirrors. It's massive, and there's no reason why, unless, I don't know, I just, maybe he's getting his pants tailored or something. That's it's, where he goes. Yeah, it's really goofy. but And it's a very quick final showdown. Yeah, because there's so, a bomb about to blow up, so they got to be quick about it. Yeah, and like, of course oh, there's a Terry, bomb. They're like, yeah. he's got Terry Hatcher, and then they shoot him in the head, and it's like, it literally takes place within like a minute span. Well, Can we he, talk about, though... Well, I was going to say, there's no like scene where it's like, this is why you guys are that's what constantly, I'm saying. It's constantly so foiling quick. my business, you know, like, yeah. I, had they, to, I had to frame you for murder, blah, blah, blah and like, They ask him that earlier, too. They're like, why, they're like, uh, in the beginning of the movie, his henchman asked me, like, uh, Mr. Jack Pound, so like, why don't you <laughs> kill Tango and Cash? He's like, well, rats you, in a maze. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he just like sidetracks. He's like, well, rats in a maze. <laughs> and like, and like, the, the, the two henchmen don't agree to anything. They're like, 
what the fuck is basically Jack Pounds talking about? I think Grandpa Pounds is losing it. Basically, <laughs> basically he goes on a cinema cult tangent, and then the two henchmen are like just staring off, like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah, they're like, "Wait, why are you putting him in prison? Just kill them." Yeah, just bolts in the head. Well, rats and maze, and then and he, we like, can... they come back to that scene, and he's holding like. A couple scenes later, and he's holding the rats, and he's talking about it again. He's like, well, rats in a maze. There, and yeah. like, Isn't there a scene where he's talking by himself, and he's like, I, I, I'm, I love this rat? Like, yeah, you know. like, it makes no sense. Like, why hasn't he killed him? And then also, he gets to, gets to a point where he's like, he's like, okay, Tango Cash got out of prison. Okay, this is, I'm, all right, I'm going to be very down cool. to earth about this ending. And it's like, so I'm assuming the motives behind Jack Pounce's character is that, well, Tango and Cash are out of prison. Why don't we set up a bomb to blow up the compound when they get here? And it's like, okay, you're just going to throw away your entire business based off these two guys coming in. Well, if he's a successful businessman or uh, vague drug trade uh, person or whatever, yeah, then he could probably afford to blow it up and still have enough money. But he's going to blow it up with himself there, too. Oh, that's true, yeah. So instead of like escaping and yeah. killing Terry Hatcher just on the spot... Or just letting Move Kurt locations. Russell Salon have, die. Have several safe houses or something. Yeah. There's no trap set up. He's basically like, what if Tango and Cash didn't show up? Yeah. He just basically had a bomb that was going to go off at a certain point and blow himself up. I think he's senile and he just forgot about the bomb problem. Like, I, 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 mean? like, I think so, all his henchmen what? are his grandsons. Oh, And they kind of have to put up with it. They're like, they're like, Grandpa, like, what should we do? And he's like, the rats. The rats are in the maze. He's like, like, put the explosions everywhere. And they're like, yeah, but that would actually be an awesome movie. This is our mirror factory. Yeah, our mirror mirror business is going up in flames. (laughs) That's their their front, is it's a mirror factory. I I actually, that's awesome. Can we talk about the coolest scene, though, in this movie? Is what, okay. They high five at the end? Really quick, (laughs) really quick, quick sequence. They bust through the compound. And they get out, and they both have machine guns. Yeah. And they get into, like, a really cool gunfight where yes. it's kind of bloody. And oh, they're, dude, they're, yeah. they're, like, watching each other's backs. Dude, the squibs are on point in this movie. Yeah, and yeah. it's, like, a really cool sequence. And, and it feels like a different movie because you're like, yes, this is what I've wanted. Yeah. yeah. But I read that this movie got cut heavily um, yeah. by the MPAA. Oh. I guess there were problems with Cobra. Um, Dark Tones in that movie? Stallone's other movie? I don't know. what There was some kind of issue with that. Well, it's all about cults and murdering serial it, killers. I've never murders. seen it. Yeah. But I guess for this movie, they were like, all right, cut majority of this out. And there's a lot of quick, like, there was more violence. And now there's, like, really quick edits because they took it all out. Oh, okay. So I don't okay. know if there's a different cut out there somewhere. But, yeah, this whole scene is, like, this comes off, like, two Mel Gibsons throwing guns to each other. Yeah. Like, come on, let's go. Dude, like, it's actually kind of awesome. He's like, I need a clip. And he, like, tosses Kurt Russell clip. Yeah. This it's, whole movie yeah. should have been, like, this scene. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. Yeah, but get then, rid of the driving sequence and have them actually, like, gun, gun battling. What a stupid-ass sequence. It is pretty dumb. Actually, I feel like we had a cooler sequence with, and Lethal Weapon 3, with Danny Glover and Mel Gibson at the end where they're at that house. That's yeah. actually a really awesome action setup. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like this, that whole scene is kind because of like... in an action movie, nobody really... You want to see, like, the... I always, like, have... This is my big, biggest gripe with, like, action movies. Is that you want to see the actors actually doing the action. You know, yeah, not just cameras, and then they're just pretend but, driving or whatever, or a car, or like, like in your Marvel movie where it's like, if you look at the behind the scenes, it's just them behind green screen and they're hitting nothing. There's no interaction or whatever. Yeah, so it's like they're just working out a bunch to just be behind a green screen. You know, essentially, it's boring. But yeah, it would be much better if they had an action set piece where it's like, oh, they have a warehouse full of guns. Let's do like a John Woo just balls out action movie. Yeah, and that's why I'll just, shit on them. I I don't usually shit on the Marvel movies. Yeah, oh, really? On, on Saturdays, the 22nd. <laughs> uh, no, like, that. the action sequences in Marvel movies are really bad. Like, they're boring. Yeah. It's a CGI. Yeah, and it's CGI, and there's nothing really happening, and you're just like, okay, he hits him, he hits back, he hits him, and then yeah. finally somebody hits, like, That's my harder. only gripe with... Daredevil had the coolest fucking yeah. action sequence in any him, of it. Yeah. On that TV, but, uh, like, that hallway scene yeah. is what those those movies should be. Like, they're about fighting. I'm gonna get off my Black Panther is one of the best Marvel movies, but my only gripe is that they're behind costumes, so you don't really know if they're actually like doing the fighting or not. Okay, okay, but there is like a couple scenes where it's in them, you know, with the masks off fighting, and but it looks it looks it's awesome, really. Okay, yeah, cool. but that movie's solid. Shit, you should check it out for sure. So after this whole scene, um, Matt pointed this out. I think Matt said it like three times during this movie. He's like, "What a horrible explosion!" And like. Yeah, they, like, yeah, they show the same like. Yeah, you're not getting your Spectre explosion here. No, because they, they blew million their budget, budget on the, yeah. the Doom buggy scene. <laughs> yeah, Doom buggies and. Oh man, that is a waste of money though. In that Spectre, 
Because it's a real explosion, too. It's a real explosion. It's supposed to be the biggest explosion ever. And in it's movie. awesome looking. It's awesome, but it's like pointless. Yeah, it just like, blows up for like no reason. And they just kind of like look at it. They're like, all right, cool. And like, they, it was like a waste. They should have high fired at the end. As a total explosion. like art house director, didn't know what to do with an explosion. Yeah. Like, that's the problem with those movies. They need to get a better director. Yeah. Now, Sam Mendes is. He's, I mean, no, he, he does really cool like visuals. Sure. But when, like something like that. Plus, he's, that's, uh, Roger he's not Deacon's big on action. Roger Deakins is. Is a cinematographer. He's doing the scenery. Yeah, but he does he does a good job. He's all right. I like him a lot. Sam Mendes. <laughs> Following the explosion in this movie. Yeah. Not getting um, Sam Mendes or Roger Deakins here. Uh you get Stallone and Russell and they kinda like, all right, we're buddies. And then high five, newspaper, uh, and a movie. Heroes back at it or whatever. Heroes return. So here's my question, my final question for the movie. If they were to make a sequel to this, where would you want to see Tango and Cash go? Um, On vacation, Tango and Cash go Hawaiian. Actually, that'd be, it sounds like kind of fun. Hawaiian and, style, like oh. the Saved by the Bell. Yeah, that's Hawaiian style. <laughs> Tango <laughs> Cash Hawaiian style. I watch. I could it. totally see it being like a treasure hunt movie. Like they get wrapped up in some treasure hunt. You're just doing like, your tank, your freight train and cash. I know. Story. No, but like they, I could totally see it though. They get like into like some treasure hunt movie, and they're like, we got to find this pirate gold before it's too late, and they're on the beach. Like they all go on vacation together, and Terry okay. Hatcher's there, and all right. and we introduce oh. some fourth girl for Sylvester Stallone to mingle with. Yeah, she's probably like one of the like you think she's one of the villains, and then Stallone he's like super nice guy, so he's getting tangled with that. Yeah, and then we Tango, end. He's tangoing. We ta- end with this tango <laughs> villainess, tangled in cash. We oh, end the movie with a I'll double date, you know, like, and then yeah. they meet up with the characters from Fool's Gold, and the shenanigans ensue. Yep. I like this idea a lot. There or you, you go. got Tango and Cash in space, and they fight T Rex astronauts. Not, and they're also Nazis too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. I'm glad we went there. We did. Cinemical tangent. <laughs> tangent. Okay. In all seriousness, okay, this wasn't. I. This Matt. Okay. Matt built this up as one of the worst movies he's ever seen. It's not like one of the worst movies. I think it's one of the most disappointing movies I've ever. Seen. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Based but on think, my expectations of seeing the cast, but just for, seeing the cast for this for me, it's a totally a watchable movie. And not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Actually, it's it's watchable, but it's not like good watchable where you're like you'll pretty much be thinking the entire time like oh I wish this could have been better. Yes, but it's watchable. But But I don't know. It's a rainy day right now, and I don't know if this is why I get this vibe. But I feel like this movie and Hudson Hawk. Like if I was stuck in Hudson Hawk sucks. Okay, I know. But if it was if if I was stuck in on a rainy day. And Hudson Hawk or Tango and Cash oh, was Tango on TV. What well, those are those? Okay. I feel like I if they're in the background, I'm like, yeah, you know, what? I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. Hudson Hawk's on. Wait, so you're on. taking a nap? So you're not really watching the movie? Well, no. It's like, well, I like how ones. like you're you're slowly plotting like the model's death in Seven. Like you're you got in one hand like super glued pills, and the other hand you got super glued a copy of Hudson <laughs> Hawk. And it's like which one are you going to take? And then it's like, yeah, you took the pills, man. Cut his nose off to spite his face. <laughs> oh my god, it's brutal. I would, I would watch either one of these again. Probably more so Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash for sure. I don't think yeah, I would watch. watch I don't think I watch Hudson Hawk. I'd again. watch twenty minutes of Hudson Hawk if it was on local channel. I, and I was honestly, like, well, I'm going to go ahead and continue the family mythology, and I'm going to bring this up to my kids and just talk about it very vaguely about Tango and Cash. You, and it just all you got to say is you need to see Tango and Cash. Yeah, and I won't say if it's good or bad, but I'll just talk it up. You need to see It's it. kind of a family tradition, so I'm going to go ahead and pass it down. Cool. Okay. I think I'm going to do that with uh, Son-in-Law. I'm going to... Actually, that's a good movie. I take it back. Wow, I've never seen it. You've never seen Son-in-Law? Not really. I think that's Pauly Shore's best, and I feel like we've talked about this before. But... I'd do that with If Looks Could Kill. Really? You need to see this movie. Why would yeah. you do that to your kids? They don't, they don't like it. <laughs> they, <laughs> because I hate them. They'll, they'll trust me. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up Tango and Cash this week. Uh, maybe I feel like there's a better. I feel like is there another movie with Kurt like Russell a, and Stallone? Oh yeah, we talked about this before. Why do we keep picking bad buddy cop movies? Like we need to pick a. Well, we, this is else? like our four, third or fourth buddy we cop did movie Lethal entry. Weapon 3, which is good though, huh? Lethal, we did Lethal Weapon three, and that was oh, good. Lethal Weapon three. I mean, it's not the best. Out, okay, it's not the best out of that that franchise. No, I know, but we need watchable. to pick like a solid one that's like okay, this is Running why scared. they make buddy cop movies. Running scared. Turner and Hooch. Okay. No. K nine. K nine, cop and a half. Ooh, don't don't stop or 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 was it stop or my mom will shoot? Yep, Red Heat. Ooh, I've never seen Red Heat. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say we watched it. I always see yeah, Red was, Heat. And, yeah, I did do Rod yeah. Deal. Yeah, I yeah, was, that was just a series. Ooh. Of, ooh, I'll tell you, we could watch. Um, what's the one with Tupac and uh, Tim Roth? That is, um, uh, 
It's uh, gridlocked. Gridlocked. Yeah, I've always wanted to see that. That's not a buddy or, cop movie. No, are they both cops? No, no they're, they're both heroin yeah. addicts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, you're thinking of uh, <laughs> like they can fleet off. You're thinking oh, of I know. Uh, you're thinking of gang related with Jim Belushi and Tupac. Yeah, okay, Tupac. that's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> the, the buddy, the buddy heroin users, uh, gridlocked. <laughs> yeah, I was way off on that one. No, there is another movie we just talked about it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Two has Stallone and Kurt Russell. Yeah, but which they have no scenes together. Yeah. No, but I was trying to. think. I did I not know like, that. By the way, I haven't seen that movie yet. Stallone's only in it for a little bit. It's yeah, not he's got just much at scenes. all. Just a few scenes. But I would love to see another Kurt Russell and Stallone movie. I'd actually watch it. I think the. I think it's there. He the, tried to do it. He actually tried to get oh, Kurt Russell to play uh, Bruce Willis's character. Mr. Bruce, Mr. And he Church or take whatever. It. Wait, in what movie? So um, in Expendables. Uh, oh, okay. He, he okay. was trying to get uh, Sylvester Stallone was trying to get Kurt Russell to play the character that Bruce Willis played, which is yeah, oh, that'd be cool. Mr. Church, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what he was working on, but yeah, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, I think the relationship is there between Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing them do another movie, but I think Tango Cash was like kind of just that was it, probably it. Yeah, so no, I agree. My pick for next week, I've been thinking about this movie for quite a while, is Dick Tracy. Oh, and oh there you go. In my mind, this movie is awesome. It's and been since the 90s since I've seen this movie. Really? I, I remember, the okay, the soundtrack's really, really cool. Is it Daniel The visuals Finn? are really, yeah. Wow. The visuals are really, really cool. Uh, fun it's acting a, from everybody. It's a unique movie because it's like the, the makeup for it was kind of incredible. Yeah. Like, the overall, it's, like almost, like, it's almost like, kind of like a Sin City type movie. Yeah, the it overall production of this The, the cinematography is, like really is awesome. The colors in this okay. movie are awesome. I'm kind so, of jacked to watch this. I'm very excited to watch. I haven't seen it in years though, so yeah. it could be bad. I actually got rid of my copy. Oh, uh, long, uh, just Matt, like a couple months ago. You guys keep this that collection, dude. You know I know. It? Well, it was like a they. Nobody has like any love for this movie. Well, nobody wanted to watch it earlier for the podcast. It was so one of those like bullshit five dollar bin DVDs where it had nothing on it. It was, it was just, like it was just like a video to DVD transfer. It was, like, it was literally like one side is the uh, the widescreen and one side yes, is the full screen. It was. It was something like that. And no, I was just like no yeah. bonus features. Yeah, nothing. We originally, for this, I did want to bring up, we were going to do Flash Gordon for this episode, but we could not find a copy of it. It's uh, way too, it's out of our price range. Yeah, very expensive. It's $10 to rent for any streaming but service. But $7 to buy it, so we're going to buy it. Yeah, um, because I remember this movie being awesome. Man, Dick Tracy and Flash Gordon, two movies I think are yeah. awesome. I think two uh, classics? Comic book movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then two movies that are critically panned. Um, they would consider yes. both of them cult classics, right? I would, I would say yeah, so. I would okay. think, but they were at the time they were like these are horrible movies. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was Matt's pick. So we'll eventually do Flash Gordon. But uh, join us next week for Dick Tracy. Uh, please rate and review us on any social media platforms. We really appreciate it. Spread the word. Shoot us an email. Uh, tell your friends about it. Send out some requests. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, anything. And, yeah, and let us know if you want to see any changes in the podcast, anything at all. So thank you so much for listening. I'm Chris. I'm Matt, and I'm Honto, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for your pick. Next week will be my pick, I believe. Yeah, because um, I got burned on the, the Valentine's Day episode. You picked that episode. I just, I just got burn noticed. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? You're next. Oh, never mind. Never mind. You're not. Go ahead. <laughs> Chris Don't is... worry. I got a good one for you guys. In like four more episodes. No, man. We can keep doing bad movies. I mean, <laughs> dude, I already know what no. like... The biggest betrayal of them all. Oh, what? God, what are you thinking? What? I don't know. Stay tuned. Oh, dude, I, I haven't thought of anything it's yet. It's hard to talk about bad yeah. movies. Well, that's for burning me. So I get when I'm, you burned yourself. No, burned yourself. I didn't burn myself. By tricking us to watch Failure to Launch. I said we need to do a val- I said I said Valentine's Day episode, and you picked Failure to Launch. No, you gave us two options. You said I, no. Look you at said, the text, dude. Viewer request either, <laughs> and, and said you either. said and Chris picked Failure to Launch. So part of that's on you, dude. You gave me. I think oh, Matt man. gets the next pick next week on Cinema Cult. <laughs>